you, EBO? President at AmericanCommitment.org, Phil Kirpin, back on the program. This time, bad Wi-Fi is no reason to regulate the Internet. Let's see what he's talking about. Hi, Phil. How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Doing good. Doing well. They're trying to f- they're trying to figure out ways to take away rights right and left here. Um, they want to regulate everything right down everything. to if, like I mean, we just had a 30 year old opera singer die on the stage in the middle of a song. First thing I thought, that's not normal. I wonder if he got a COVID shot. It's the first thing I thought. Isn't that bad? Well, I think everyone kind of thinks about all these stories differently now after what we've been through the last few years. I don't think you're alone on that. Yeah. Uh, the thing that's amazing to me about this Internet issue, I mean, the left is so obsessed with regulating everything, but they're, they're also impervious to reality. They cannot be convinced they were wrong no matter what happens. And so we've got this situation where, um, you know, towards the end of the Obama administration, they put these so-called net neutrality regulations on the Internet, um, and they were in for about two years. And when the Trump FCC repealed them, you know, even before they repealed them, when they said they were going to, uh, you know, the left and the media and the Democrats, it's all the same thing. They acted mm-hmm. like it was going to be apocalyptic. There were all these headlines. There were going to be mass deaths, bodies in the streets. The Internet's going to break. People won't be able to get. They, they Literally, they said, they said people will not be able to access suicide prevention resources and they will kill themselves in mass. There are going to be thousands of dead bodies if you deregulate. And uh, they said that the Internet will load one word at a time and it'll break and it'll be a disaster. You can't possibly go back to, you know, uh, free market approach to Internet policy, even though we had had that for 20 years until the two years of the Obama regulations. They're total so like Y2K. Bizarre, They're total Y2K. It was a totally crazy thing. And here we are, you know, we're six or seven years after uh, the Trump FCC repealed those regulations. Literally zero of the negative things they said would happen did happen. Zero. Nothing. Nothing Quite negative. Changed. I mean, they, 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 they deregulated. There we go. Nothing happened. <laughs> you know, yeah. so, but now we can sort of look back and say, well, like, what actually did happen? Obviously, it wasn't the end of the world that they kept telling us. So what, what did happen? Well, um, what happened was private investment went up pretty dramatically because they didn't have the, the threat of regulation deterring it. And uh, speeds approximately tripled on average. And prices actually went down. It's like the only thing that got less expensive. And that's, they're, they're up a little bit now in the last year or two. But they basically were down for the first three or four years after deregulation. And so, you know, this is about as good a deregulatory success story as you're ever going to see anywhere, right? Uh, right? We didn't have any negative consequence. We didn't have any corporate misbehavior by the companies, the phone and cable companies that were deregulated. We got more investment. We got faster speed. We got lower prices. So any normal person would say, huh, I guess the Democrats were wrong. I guess we didn't need those regulations. However, we've got a left in this country that is incapable of admitting they were wrong or incapable of admitting that anything is better off unregulated. And so as soon as they got a Democrat majority again on the FCC, which took them three years because they were trying to nominate a crazy person, Soros activist, who failed three times before they just put a standard Democrat on there, uh, but they got their they got their majority, and what's the very first thing they did? They said, "Oh, we're going to bring back uh, the Obama net neutrality regulations." And uh, you know, I, it's funny. I said, "You know, well, does that mean when Trump repeals them again, they're going to say we're all going to die again?" Of course <laughs> you know, they are. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be another uh, crazy. But actually, they, they they've uh, because the left has gotten even crazier in the intervening years. They they did two separate rulemakings. One to bring back the Obama regulations and have kind of economic regulation and control over the internet by the FCC. But then, of course, 
they had to add a companion rule that they call their digital equity rule, and now they can also crack down on any Internet company and issue fines and so forth if they determine that any business practice had a disparate impact on, you know, race or sex and national or the whole list of protected classes. And so now we've got the cultural Marxist overlay on top of the regular Marxist economic regulation, and uh, that's what the FCC is trying to do. Well, there's no, there's no end in sight either. You do realize that this is Obama's third term. He's, I mean, this is not Biden doing anything. This is Obama's third term, and we all know it, but they won't admit it. It just it just is. So everything that he thought was a good idea is all of a sudden showing up again, and Biden has no clue about any of it. So. Yeah, remember when he said, you know, if I could sit at home in my sweats and tell the president what to say through an earpiece, it would be great or whatever he yeah, said. Yeah, well, and he's doing it, you know. Wouldn't it be yeah. great? Wouldn't it be real? So there you go. But, you know, uh, Internet's not that great. Even in the tiniest of places, you know, I keep I kept buying new routers because I couldn't figure out why can't I get, you know, three things in my house to hook up to the Internet. So I went out and bought one that would run an entire office building. I mean, it's got towers on it. It's such a big router. Yeah, a, a great big one. Yeah, I like the uh, I like the mesh I like the mesh routers where you could put you know the little extra devices all around your house and they talk to each other and you get you know, kind of enough coverage that way. But you know, they, 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 I think the routers in general have gotten a lot better than they used to. But sort of the the irony of this and the reason I wrote the article uh, with that headline is because I couldn't believe this. The, the the chair of the FCC, Jessica Rosenworth, well, not once but twice in her big speech where she announced she's bringing these regulations back, and then again on the day of the FCC. Her explanation for why we need to have federal regulation of Internet providers was, uh, it went something like this. Well, when the lockdowns hit for COVID, I had to go and grab everything off my desk and go home, and I didn't go back in the office for years, and I had to work for my house, and I couldn't find a good Wi-Fi signal in my house. <laughs> and I'm watching this, and I'm like, how can you become the chair of the FCC and not know the difference between the public Internet and the local network in your house? Yeah. It's like, this is very bizarre. And I'm thinking, like, could I just buy her a high-end router maybe and she'll leave the rest of us alone? Like, like <laughs> is she actually this confused about, you know, like, what's what? And then I'm watching and I'm thinking, like, I don't think she could actually think this. She just thinks the people she's talking to are stupid. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, so I, right? CNN. I mean, I, I it's uh it's it's a remarkable it's a remarkable thing yeah. uh, but you know the the other sort of bizarre irony of this though is the internet the unregulated deregulated internet in the US basically handled the zoom boom in internet traffic uh during the lockdowns pretty close to flawlessly i mean you know we might have had a hiccup here and there where you got disconnected had to reconnect something like that but by and large you know internet traffic demand went up something like 30 or 40% overnight and our networks handled it. it was no, there were no major outages or, or uh, meltdowns or anything like that. At the exact same time in Europe, where they have a very regulated kind of monopoly-type mm-hmm. Internet service model in general, you had the regulators calling up YouTube, calling up Netflix, saying, throttle your streams, down-resolution your streams, or the whole network's going to break. And so we, we actually had this incredible sort of real-world stress test uh, with kind of the Zoom boom uh, during the lockdowns. And the U.S. passed, Europe failed, and the liberals say, well, we should be like Europe. It's like, they, as I said, impervious to reality. Yeah, they say that about everything, though. No matter what happens, they're like, let's look at Europe, because they, yeah, right. they, they forgot right. about the Revolutionary War. Um, so when it comes right down to it, um, 
they they just want to regulate everything, whether it's working well or it's not working well. I get that yours is about you know the the internet, but when it comes right down to it, they're not going to be happy till they regulate everything. Yeah, you know it's interesting. I always thought Obama was like the worst president we were going to see in terms of regulation, and uh, he was really bad. And I wrote a whole book about it and everything like that, but. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a study that Casey Mulligan from the University of Chicago did. He actually found that regulatory, new regulations, uh, the costs of new regulations under Biden are now running higher than they were under Obama. Biden is putting $5,000 per household per year of new regulations uh, since he's been president. I think Obama was something like 4500 Trump, of course, was net deregulatory. He reduced regulatory costs per household per year by about $2,500. But uh, Biden's bringing back everything Obama did and more. And uh, we're really suffering as a consequence. And you're right, it is economy-wide. It is every sector. Obviously, we know he's been a disaster in energy. We've been talking about his, his uh, Internet regulation and tech policy, but it's also labor. It's also health care. It's everything. Mm-hmm. They, just, they are pushing regulations across the board. And, um, you know, that's one of the reasons people are suffering so much economically. Why can't we get the half of the pop? Well, I guess forty percent of the population now who think that all of this is a good idea. How do we get them to understand that those of us who live in reality are suffering? They're not because they're the ones with the money who want to rule everything. That's who your forty percent is. But I don't, I don't understand why they go along with this and tell everybody it's such a good idea when it's clearly debilitating the country. Oh, it's tough. I don't know. I mean, I think that. Uh... There's a reason that Biden's approval rating is somewhere in the 30s, and people are not happy with the way things are, but it is important to connect the dots. It is important for people to understand that a lot of the suffering that we're feeling is a result of policy choices, and uh, it's not, you know, I think that people, it's sort of obvious to people when they get hit with a tax, they know that it's the government making them pay more. It's less obvious when they deal with regulatory costs, and so, you know, sort of we need to connect those dots for them. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, Biden's administration wants to spend billions, with a B, of taxpayer dollars on infrastructure to subsidize broadband and to do more and then regulate it once it gets there. But there's a real risk of this getting completely out of control if we don't do something to stop him now. Yeah, I'm really worried about it because the... Um to me, there's a reason they want economic control, and it's not economics. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think they want economic control because they want content control, and they want to be able to say, well, you know, these networks are built with uh, public resources, and they need to be regulated in the public interest, and we can't have you know, dangerous climate disinformation or COVID denial or whatever it is. And I think that once they have economic control over these companies, they're going to use it to exert content control. And people call me a conspiracy theorist, but... We saw them do this during COVID. We yeah, saw them calling companies, telling them what to do. Yeah, that, that's what they call everyone who disagrees with this administration and their wackadoodle ideas. You're automatically a conspiracy theorist. That's that's your favorite thing uh, to say. So where does a badge of honor? I I get called that all the all the time. And as you've heard me say before, my pronouns are "told you so." Because every time this comes back around, I'm like, oh, I was a, yeah, I'm such a conspiracy theorist, including with what I said at the open of the interview with with people dropping like flies for no reason. Anyway, I don't know how Rosen Worsel or however you say her name got as to be the FCC chair. Was that an appointment? Did she just earn the job? Did she work her way up? How how did that happen? And, And if in fact she worked her way up, how does she know nothing about how it works? Well, she was a uh, she was a longtime Democrat 
Senate staffer for uh, Jay Rockefeller uh, from West Virginia, and then she got appointed to the FCC by Obama. Shocker. And she got elevated to chair by Biden. Okay. That's why she doesn't know anything, because neither did they. They don't understand how business works. They do not understand economics, period. So it's very upsetting. Where do people go to learn more about this topic and others? If you go on AmericanCommitment.org, you can read more about this. And we also, we have in the Action Center, we set something up. It's pretty cool the way it's set up. You can, at the same time, you can send an official comment into the FCC on this, and it'll also send copies to your two senators and your congressmen to say, hey, I just sent this to the FCC, do something about this. So we got a nice little uh, action thing set up there. And you know, it'll, when you load it, it'll give you sort of a pre-written thing that we wrote, but you can send that or edit it however you want, and we'll, we'll handle the delivery to both the commission and to Congress. AmericanCommitment.org. He's the president, Phil Kirpin. Thank you, sir. All right, Fawn. Have a good one. You too. Bye-bye. Merry Christmas.